0: On this week's episode of Saturation, Cade and Grace kick things off with an update from Bachelor Nation, and let's just say ABC's PR team is thanking their lucky stars. Cade breaks down the recent Ellen Cho drama, and saved on Instagram, brings up a free Britney update, a Laguna Beach reunion, and a sweet life throwback. Enjoy! Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of saturation we are letting a little um, breath of fresh air go because you guys know the past two weeks have been literally insane in the world of pop culture and this week we feel like we're not too terribly overwhelmed we can do some personal updates and hopefully keep it a little bit shorter so Cade how are things with you?
1: Well, it's funny that you should ask, because I do have a little bit of an announcement. Um, This episode comes out on Wednesday, so I'm actually posting and making the announcement tonight, Um, so it'll be out by the time, not that it's that big of a deal, but I have gotten a job. I'm very excited about, for those of you uh, who listen to the podcast, you might know that I was laid off during the pandemic um, on April the 3rd, and today's literally March the 4th, so I've... I started yesterday. Oh, sorry. Yes. I got laid off April 3rd and I started this job on August 3rd. So four months I was unemployed. Um, I'm really excited though, because I'm the new social media manager for the Arkansas cinema society. Um, and my mind is just completely blown because technically I'm working in the film industry in Arkansas, which is really crazy. Something I never thought, you know, they always say when you want to work in entertainment, you got to go to LA, you got to go to LA, you got to go to New York. Um, So I'm excited. I'm just going to be doing their social media and helping them with some PR related things. But um, I feel like I, you know, I've wanted to work in entertainment and I haven't found my in. But it seems like I found it where I least expected it here in Arkansas. So um, I'm excited. It's only part time, which uh, which is better than nothing. It's really hard to find a job right now. Um, especially for people that are unemployed and don't have a job. There's okay. millions of people unemployed, obviously. And unemployment, um, every week, they, you're getting an additional $500, $600. And that ran out last week. So now people in unemployment are getting a very small amount of money. Um, so I'm lucky because I'm now getting paid through these people. But I'm also going to be staying on unemployment because this is not a full-time job. And because I don't have benefits or anything like that. Um Which I'm totally fine with. I'm happy to just be doing work and have something to do. Um, So we'll see. I'm just, I'm really excited. And I just encourage everyone out there to be praying for unemployment and people in unemployment. Again, I'm still on it. So I need those prayers too. Because right now in Congress, they're trying to make a big decision on what to do. Because obviously, if you have millions of people in unemployment, they can't go out and like buy things or support the economy. So... It's kind, of a, it's kind of a sticky situation. So uh, I just feel lucky to be working with these people and to having something to do and um, getting to do something in a field that I'm passionate about um, is going to be really extraordinary. So basically the Arkansas Cinema Society just advocates and puts on events and things um, for filmmakers in Arkansas, but also people that are interested in film in the state. Um, they just kind of shine a spotlight on it. So I'm really excited. We have a lot of really cool... Um, Filmmakers and people that have done really cool things from our state. So it's cool to be advocating for Arkansas film. It's such a crossover that I never expected. So that just goes to show you that um, the craziest things can happen. Yes. But cheers to that.
0: (laughs) Cheers. I'm so excited for you.
1: What, um, also, you should, anybody that's listening, you should go follow um, at Arkansas Cinema on Instagram, all the things. Uh to see what I'm going to be doing. So um, shameless plug, but check it out. Grace, what is new with you?
0: Okay. um, We won't even get into, uh, yeah, I'll just keep it
1: personal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Um, so basically you guys know I've been in Illinois since March, like mm-hmm. all of quarantine. Basically, I'm just like, I love being here. Like it's, I'm in literally no rush to go back whatsoever. But in like February, I joined dating apps, which I was really reluctant to do. And then obviously in March, I left Dallas. So I never went on any like dating app dates. And then like maybe two or three weeks ago, I realized that my dating apps were still set in Dallas. And I'm like, felt so bad like talking to these guys that I don't know when and if I'm ever going to meet oh, them. Ooh, so I see. I got- oh, why don't I change my location to be closer to where I am now? However, Woo! all my friends were like, do not change it to Champagne. That's where I'm from. Uh-huh. They're like, do not change it to Champagne. There's no one here. So I was uh-huh. like, well, why don't I just change it to Chicago? Even though it's like two hours away, uh-huh. I have a better chance of meeting up with someone there than I do Dallas, right? Right, yeah. And... So I've had great success.
1: <laughs> of course you have. No, nobody here is surprised with your success so on I've the dating app. I've
0: had apps. great success on um, the Chicago dating app scene.
1: Are you allowed and- to say which app you use or, like, do you have a preference?
0: Um. Yes, my preference is Hinge. And the oh. reason why is because oh. I feel like in our age group, it's either, like, Hinge, Bumble, or Tinder. Mm-hmm. And Tinder is super like hookup culture, which is not what I'm looking for. Right. Um, Bumble, the girl has to message the guy first, which is not my journey. I at personally
1: all. like that. So <laughs>
0: I'm sure you do. I hate it. <laughs> I never message guys first. I never text guys 1st
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that basically leaves Hinge, and I feel like it's more like relationship culture, and, like, there's a lot of, like, right. finance guys on there. I like, and, like it. Yeah. So, I've set... I have, like, a full weekend of <laughs> dates. Like,
1: You're booked and busy.
0: Like, to the point that I'm like, oh, my gosh, do I have to go Thursday because I can see things progressing with other <laughs>
1: <laughs> You <laughs> are booked and busy. I'm dead.
0: I know. I'm going to be, um eating good this week
1: <laughs> that is amazing do you have a place to stay
0: yeah I've got some family up there and my mom's gonna go up with me okay. um she's not really doing anything right. obviously she's not like going on the dates but <laughs> um we'll probably either stay with I, th- I think we'll probably stay with family yeah mm-hmm. um
1: well, but fun. yeah,
0: it should be fun. I'll keep you guys updated on whether or not any of them go well.
1: I can't wait to hear. And you, we were just talking before you got on that you're working remote again through the month of August. So
0: yes, um, so uh. yeah, there's still a lot of logistics to be worked out with my living situation in Dallas because my lease ends in like October, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure all of that out because. We're taking my brother back down to school, Mm -hmm. so I think we're going to, like, do something with my situation while we're there. We just haven't figured out what.
1: Okay, well, we're going to be praying for that and hope you can figure that out.
0: Yeah, it's all just so, like, difficult because I don't know when and if I'll be going back, like, to work. Right. But, yeah, I'm just going to have to start taking some risks, I think.
1: Start taking some risks. Day by day, day by day.
0: Yeah, prayers for me and, like, my situation, because I don't do well with, like, not knowing what's ahead, and there's a lot of that right now, so.
1: Well, I think everybody can relate to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, we have some really fun topics this week. I would love for you to go first, because I'm intrigued.
0: Okay, so, many of you have probably heard, if you are part of Bachelor Nation, which I am... And this season of The Bachelorette may actually be the most dramatic yet. Because on Monday, ABC released a promo for uh, the, the next season of The Bachelorette in which they announced Claire Crowley would mm-hmm. be The Bachelorette. She's mm-hmm. like older, she's 30, mm-hmm. she's from an older season. I'm not even like familiar with who she is, but um, she was supposed to be The Bachelorette. And as it turns out, or this is, like, all hearsay, I think, right now, but I think they have a lot confirmed. of things that are hearsay in Bachelor World end up being true, so yeah. I'm going to go with it. But I guess that Claire, like, they had to either cut filming or they never started. I can't remember which.
1: I heard they filmed a week and a half.
0: Okay, they filmed a week and a half, and then they had to cut filming, and Claire, like, stayed in touch with some of the guys, and I think had also, like, talked to them maybe prior to the season yeah and was like talking to them at like after they stopped filming and she like fell in love with someone and basically was like i'm i'm not willing to continue on with this i already know who i like want to go with and the feeling's mutual so i'm not going to continue
1: oh my i cannot. i really cannot
0: That has literally never happened, but, like, honestly, props to her because it's no fun to watch a season when you know it's, like, all so insincere and, like, they're just trying to make plot lines when it's, like, dude, just pick him already. Because I remember Caitlyn's season when she picked Sean, like, everyone – I'm, like, sure they had an arrangement from early on of, like, I'm going to pick you. Right, yeah. And then they brought in Nick Vio, like, at the end to, like, stir up the pot. And so I would much prefer, like, just a fresh set. And the great thing about it is they're bringing in someone new instead of Claire's season. Tasia is the new Bachelorette. Tasia's from Colton's season. She's a fan favorite. She was on Paradise. And she, like, kind of dated John Paul Jones from Hannah B's season on Mm -hmm. Paradise. But it Mm -hmm. didn't work out long term. Mm -hmm. And she's now been announced as the Bachelorette, which... In my opinion, she not
1: officially been- though, right?
0: Not officially.
1: No, they haven't said that yet. I don't think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing like teaser trailers.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But that's what everyone's saying, and I'm sure it's true.
1: No, I'm so sure. And also, we should mention that the guy that she that Claire picked,
0: mm-hmm. his
1: name is Dale Moss. Okay. Um, and. Really, my big thought when I saw this was the PR department at ABC, at The Bachelor. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if it's they're doing a good job, because I don't think they're doing that great a job. Because, you know, they, the whole backlash with not having any right. black contestants. But they, uh, someone, the Lord has shined upon them and given them an ideal situation. Because. I know. Claire comes in. Like, literally, they're doing something, one, that's never been done before. Claire was, like, the ideal candidate because she's older, right? So, they thought that her relationship was going to last. Like, they needed somebody that wasn't going to break up after the show was over. So, they're kind of getting that out of her. And now they get to bring in a new African-American bachelorette. woman. Yes.
0: Like she's not young, so they didn't want someone that was really young and immature. She's yeah. very like sophisticated. I think she's, she's in her thirties. She knows she's what she wants, yeah. and she's a fan favorite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And on top of it all, she's African American.
1: Yeah, and, and people, I, I don't watch the show, so I can't really say that I can speak from this. But from what I've seen, and from what I feel like I've gotten the vibe from you, is that people were pretty much already over Claire's season. They were just ready for Mike. Like, people were really excited about that. And so, basically, this season was kind of going to be a bust. Like, people were already ready for this season to be over. So, now, they've really stirred the pot here. I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean, low-key, like, I'd still rather just go into Mike's. But I'd rather Tasia than Claire. Because, like I said, I don't know who Claire is. Right. And I think a lot of their newer audience feels the same way.
1: Right. I can already see it. Like, it's going to be so dramatic. Like, they're going to have, like, one foot out the limo, and then she's going to step out the car and be like, I'm here to fill in or something. I heard that they've already got her down there, and she's been quarantining. And I saw somebody, some Bachelor Nation person was on some podcast or something when this news was breaking, and they were like, have you talked to her? Like, do you think it's true? And they were like, well, all I can say is that I've been trying to get a hold of her, but all her text messages have been going through is green. Which would mean, I feel like, that they've probably taken her phone. OMG. Is it Tasha or Tisha? Tasha. Tasha. Okay. Um, so, I thought that was interesting. And I did see um, that she's supposed Because Claire had already sent guys home. So, there's a lot of confusion. Like, is she getting a whole new group of guys? I read somewhere that right. she was calling back guys to come back. Tasia? Uh-huh, like, personally calling and saying, hey, listen, I'm the new Bachelorette, like, would you be willing to come back?
0: Oh, who were on Claire's season.
1: And that she had already sent home. OMG. Yeah, and, and I'd heard that she, Claire had been being really difficult with the producers, and they couldn't figure out why, and then they basically realized, like, oh, it's because she already knows who she's gonna pick. And then, basically, she was just like, I'm not going on this date. And they were like, why? And she was like, it's pointless, like... I already know who I'm going to pick.
0: So be me though.
1: Also, you have to remember, they're not holed up in the Bachelor Mansion. They're like at some like hotel in Mexico. So I'm pretty right. sure she was probably like, "All right, we're not getting to travel, we're not getting to go do like I know who I'm going to pick. I'm done with this. Like, I've been here, I've done this. this. isn't my first rodeo. I'm out." Right. Don't you think? I mean, Totally.
0: Oh my god. But I didn't even think about that angle of them not being able to travel. Like, this yeah. season is going to be so different.
1: So different. Which is exactly why this is just, like, a gift that was placed right in their hand. I
0: know.
1: Like, they know. needed something. Yeah. Claire really did them a lot of favors. So, and Tasha. So... I- I won't be tuning in because I don't love the show, but I'm excited to keep up with it through you. Hey, I
0: really wish you would watch. Like, I need to know what I need to do to get you to watch.
1: I was thinking last night, I was like, you know what? If I ever became a time that I was going to watch the show, it might be this season just because of the logistics and also because there's not going to be a lot of TV on. So I'm not saying I'm not going to do it. But I did watch the end of Hannah B season, if you remember, because I got really into it through you and everybody else. So mm-hmm. I might. I, I might. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not gonna this season. I'm very intrigued. And I'm very
0: I feel like, Kate, what you need to do is like you and your cousin arrange like every Monday.
1: Yeah. We could do that. Well It'd it was funny.
0: They've go. been
1: running old seasons, right?
0: Yeah, it's so boring.
1: Okay. Well my mom Snapchatted me and she was like she was watching Allie season and she was like my favorite bachelorette. And I remember vividly watching, like not watching oh, it with my really? mom, but like being in the room and my mom was watching it. And oh my
0: gosh, how funny. My I, mom never watched.
1: I just remember Allie and Tinsley. Those names I remember. Like, mm-hmm. anyways. um, Yeah, I think
0: that's pretty much like we covered it.
1: I know. I know. Well, obviously Grace will keep, you all updated yeah we'll keep you guys updated um so when we were texting trying to decide what we were gonna talk about I told Grace I was like I have no idea what to talk about I mean Really, the only thing I know and to talk about.
0: never happens. I feel like almost every week, I'm like, what should I do? Right. Like, I have no idea, or I'm between X, Y, and Z. Cade always knows what he's going to do. And I yeah. was like, what?
1: Um, I don't know. I just, honestly, I wanted to be like, can I just talk about folklore again? But I will talk about that later. That <laughs> that. I couldn't make that my topic of the week. And I really think I knew what I was going to talk about, but I was trying to avoid it because it's been in the press for so long. We mentioned it, like, briefly a while back. When it first was me there were rumbles of it. But I've got to talk about the Ellen show.
0: And, oh my gosh, yes, let's and, do it.
1: I mean, no disrespect to Ellen and what's going on at her show. I love the show. I love Ellen. But like, this is becoming too big of a deal that we can't not talk about it, really.
0: Like, oh,
1: every week I write it down to mention it and say it on Instagram. But I'm like, I don't want that negativity. But like, some, some stuff has gone down and we have to talk. Literally this whole thing about Ellen, the Ellen show, is the definition of a snowball effect. We have a snowball on our hands. Like it was so minuscule at first and it's just snowballing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna walk us through it real quick. So basically, you guys know back at the beginning of the summer, like maybe Mayish, April, during quarantine, All these rumors start circulating that Ellen's, like, labeled, quote-unquote, difficult. She's not very nice. All this stuff about how, like, she doesn't treat her guests well. Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. So, there's rumbles, there's rumbles, there's rumbles, there's rumbles. Then, it comes out that all these employees are speaking up in variety, um calling The Ellen Show, like, a toxic workplace, not calling Ellen, like, not blaming Ellen for things, just, like, the management, the producers, people in charge, saying it was very toxic, kind of just adding fuel to the fire. So you had the rumors, and then you had people coming forward, okay? So kind of a big deal, but, you know, then after these, like, people come forward, Warner Brothers launches an investigation, Into the Ellen DeGeneres show. That's the network that she's on. So then Ellen sends an email, a letter to her staff. And, like, all these rumors have come out that, like, people are told not not to talk to Ellen, not to look to Ellen, don't look her in the eyes, don't speak to her unless she speaks to you. Like, all these crazy things have come out. So Ellen sends this letter to the staff that basically says... And, like, Warner Brothers releases a full statement saying they take the allegations very seriously. Um, you know, the, the workplace culture is very serious. Um, they're going to figure out what's going on, etc. Then Ellen sends a letter to her crew. I'll just read it to you really quick. She says, hey, everybody, it's Ellen. On day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one, no one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated with respect. Obviously, something changed, and I'm disappointed to learn that this has not been the case and for that I'm sorry anyone who knows me knows it's the opposite of what I believe and I and what I hoped for our show I could not have the success I've had without all of your contributions. My name is on the show and everything we do and I take responsibility for that alongside Warner Brothers we immediately began an internal investigation and we are taking steps together to correct the issues we've grown exponentially I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs and as they knew I'd want them done clearly some didn't that one out change and I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again I'm also learning that people who work with me and for me are speaking on my behalf and misrepresenting who I am and that has to stop as someone who was judged and nearly lost everything for being who I am I truly understand and have deep compassion for those being looked at differently or treated unfairly not equal or worse disregarded to think that any one of you felt that way is awful to me. It's been way too long but we finally we're finally having conversations about fairness and justice. We all have to be more mindful about the way our words and actions affect others, and I'm glad the issues at our show were brought to my attention. I promise to do my part in continuing to push myself and everyone around me to learn and grow. It's important to me and Warner Brothers that everyone who has something to say can speak up and feel safe doing so. I'm so proud of the work we do and fun and the fun and joy we all help put out into the world. I want everyone at home to love our show, and I want everyone who makes it to love working on it. Again, I'm so sorry to anyone who didn't have that experience. I, if, if not for COVID, we'd have done this in person, and I can't wait to be back in our stage and see you all then. Stay safe and healthy. Love, Ellen. Okay. I just felt like that needed to be read because I hadn't actually read the full thing through myself. So mm-hmm. that was nice. All good. You know, the critics are going to say somebody wrote it up for Ellen, sent it from her email, whatever. Right. So pretty much right after you hear news of the investigation and you hear that she sent this email – BuzzFeed releases another article oh dear with detailing sexual harassment and misconduct allegations against several top pro- top producers of the talk show there were dozens of former employees yeah. who spoke out anonymous anonymously I, I had seen that it was around 30-something people but I know for sure it was one current employee and 10 previous employees said they experienced quote racism fear and intimidation wow so now we've gone from like it's an it's a toxic work environment to sexual harassment and misconduct claims right again talk about a snowball so a black woman who worked there for a year and a half said um one senior writer told her quote i'm sorry i only know the names of the white people who work here Oh, and says she was reprimanded by the show's executive producer for suggesting the staff take diversity and inclusion training again you have all the rumors that ellen's hard to work with don't talk to her don't look at her Um, and then after this according to the hollywood reporter one of the top producers has been let go, but they're still under investigation. Um, on Monday, the hashtag replace Ellen, Ellen was trending on Twitter. Several people want her out. Um, and also in the midst of all this, there's all these rumors that like Ellen says she's quitting. She's not coming back to the show. She's done. Because if you remember like a year ago, I think her contract was up and she had to like resign. And there was a lot of speculation. Like, is she going to do it again? And she signed on for like, five more years maybe or four. It, it, it wasn't like an astronomical amount, but it was a, several years. Right. So, every, so it, then it became a rumor that she was being replaced by James Corden, which I've just got to say, I think that is entirely false. I don't think, one, he's late night. Like he's not going to go right. from late night to daytime. Two, I don't think they're going to take this like woman, first of all, Who's a huge advocate for so many great things, including, obviously, she's gay. So, I mean, there's so much diversity in her show just by her being who she is. So, I don't think they're going to take all that and bring in a white male who already has a lot of success, you know?
0: Right. I agree. I just
1: think that was was just hearsay, really. Um,
0: You know, this also reminds me, like, I feel like a lot of these rumors started happening... Remember when that one beauty YouTuber, Nikki Tutorials, came out with trans? Yes. She had publicly said that she didn't have the best experience on the Ellen show, and she didn't feel that Ellen was very, like, welcoming.
1: Yeah, I remember. She said, don't meet your heroes. And and I think, didn't she have to use, like, the public bathroom to get ready or something?
0: Something. It was, like, really weird. It was not good. And I think... From
1: there, like a lot more started coming out. Yeah, so it was uh, not good. And so then, so that was all kind of yesterday. And the big question that everyone was saying yesterday was like, okay, Ellen's got all these mega famous friends. You know, during quarantine, she's calling all these people, the Obamas, Jennifer Aniston, like several A list stars. Why is no one saying anything? That's kind of that was kind of the big question. So that was yesterday. I do want to point out that um, there were a few people speaking out against her. So her finding Nemo, finding Dory, co star um, Brad Garrett, he's known for, um, oh, he's known for Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, he tweeted when all this came out last week and said, um, he said, sorry, but it comes from the top at the Ellen show. And then he wrote, he tagged Ellen and he said, um, no more than one, no more than one who were treated horribly by her common knowledge. Then actress Leah Thompson from back to the future, um, like replied or added to the tweet and said, um, true story. It is. So, I mean, it's not good. I mean, again, these aren't A-listers, but still. No, but people... I also
0: think about, like, so many of my, like, celebrity heroes who yeah. are really close friends with her. And then it makes me wonder, like, are they actually terrible people? Like, I don't know. Right.
1: Right. Like, what's going on? Exactly. So then on Monday, Portia, her wife, tweeted or posted on Instagram this graphic that says, I stand by Ellen. Hashtag I stand by Ellen. Be kind to one another. And she wrote, To all our fans, we see you. Thank you for your support. Hashtag stop bot attacks. Hashtag I stand with Ellen DeGeneres. Hashtag I stand by Ellen. I stand by Ellen DeGeneres. All these hashtags. Okay. I, I'm all for somebody standing by their woman, standing by their man. I'm not saying Ellen's man, but you know that. Like, stand by the person you love, whatever.
0: Right.
1: The hashtag stop bot attacks has nothing to do with sexual harassment. Like,
0: nope.
1: Two opposite ends of the spectrum. I understand she's saying, like, I guess, like, the hashtag was trending because of maybe she's saying bot like like, bot attacks. I don't really know. But it wasn't really the time or the place to, like, like, there's oh, some girl, serious yeah. allegations. We're not going to blame them on robots. Right. So, I understand, but it missed the mark a little bit, in my opinion. So, right. kind of wrapping up, today... It was announced that Ellen is indeed returning for season 18 of the show. Um, the, they released a statement saying that she plans to return on September 9th at the start of the season, like normal. She's not leaving. Um, also, Katy Perry spoke out and posted. posted on, Did a couple of tweets saying that she never had a bad experience with Ellen. Ellen's the kindest person she's ever met. We need to support her, etc., um, she said, I know I can't speak for everyone else's experience besides my own, but I want to acknowledge that I have only had positive takeaways from my time with Ellen on Ellen's show, sending you love, etc., etc. So that's an A-lister speaking out, which is good, I would say. Um, I don't know. We're going to see. It makes me really sad. And again, I want to be very clear. And I think the media is like starting to get around to this. Like these allegations aren't against Ellen. They're against her staff. But this is her show. She is ultimately the one in charge. So she does have to take some responsibility for turning a blind eye or not paying attention or not knowing. Um, I feel like it would be very hard to not know. But maybe she's such a big star that she's just like, I don't care. She comes to work, does her thing, and leaves. I don't know. Yeah. It is. I
0: have personal thoughts on it, but none of it's backed by facts. Just my feelings. So yeah. I- I'll... Yeah, I'll keep
1: my... Probably my feelings, best. Probably but, best. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. Should we do Song of the Week?
0: Yeah, I think we should.
1: Okay, do you have one?
0: Yes.
1: Okay, I'd love to know what it is.
0: My Future by Billie Eilish. Oh.
1: Uh,
0: she cannot put a bad song.
1: I should have known. I really, really should have known.
0: I know. So good.
1: Um... Okay, I'm just going to stay on the folklore train because I can. And I'm going to say that I know we went through all of them last week and I said some of my favorites, but one that i am really been vibing with, I feel like I find a new one every day that I like, is Hoax. It's the last one on the album. It's very witchy, but I really like it. Um, I also want to read you guys some statistics. Taylor Swift has made history with this album, broken tons of records. Um, I'm just going to read them to you. Um, So, Folklore had 337.4 million million streams on Spotify in the first week. Um, Folklore is now the top-selling album of 2020, selling over 2 million units worldwide in one week. It's ranked the 7th best album of all time. This has the biggest sales, 846,000 of the year, and her biggest since her own lover, it's the biggest selling album of the year in just a week. Second biggest streaming week ever for an album by a female in the U.S. 289.85 million on-demand streams. She's the first artist in history to have seven different albums sell 500K copies in a single week. This is the She's the fourth female artist to score at least seven number one albums on the Billboard 100. Hold on, I have a better list. Um sorry I I thought that was the one I was looking at one second um this is Swift Swift's six number one single Cardigan went number one on the Billboard Hot 100 as well as um I should have been more organized. there was well, let me go back to this. she so the Billboard Hot 100 came out yesterday and Cardigan went number one the one. Um, landed, debuted at number, the the one debuted at number four, Exile debuted at number five, The Last Great American Dynasty debuted at number 10. Um, and so with that historic news, um, that means that Taylor Swift is now, uh, this is her second number one debut. She becomes the Fifth female with multiple number one debuts. She becomes the first artist to debut at number one on the Hot 100 and Billboard 200 in the same week. Swift now has the most Hot 100 entries among female acts. She ranks fourth overall. This extends her record for the most top ten debuts among female acts. Three tracks from Folklore debut in the top ten, in the Hot 100's top 10. Swift becomes the sixth female to chart three songs in the top 10 simultaneously. She now has a total of 29 top 10s. She's tied for sixth most ever, tied for third among women. She becomes the first female act to debut two songs in the top five simultaneously. And last but not least, she broke 17 records thus far with Folklore. Iconic. Iconic. That's all we have to say. Okay. Saved on Instagram.
0: Let's do it. You start.
1: Okay. Let's see here. I do want to mention, just starting out, um, that the DNA, VMA nominations came out last week. I'm not going to read them all off, but Taylor Swift uh, landed five nominations. Folkler was not able to be included. FYI. Harry Styles got three. Justin Bieber got four. The Weeknd got six. Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga... Um, lead with the most nominations each of them having nine nominations um, for things like best collaboration video and song of the year um, selena gomez and the jonas brothers were also nominated i don't know exactly how many um, i would say anywhere from one to three megan the stallion got three nominations billy eilish got six nominations including video of the year which she directed herself the show is back in new york city this year but will be held in multiple small venues so it will still be a live show but with multiple rec- recorded elements on August the 30th. Today, three performers were announced, Doja Cat, J Balvin, and BTS. They added new categories like best quarantine performance and best music video from home. Um, John Legend is nominated for both. So that's just a quick rundown of the nominations. We love the VMAs, I'm very excited. I'm anxious because I we don't know what it's gonna look like, obviously, but I'm sure they're gonna do their best.
0: Love. Okay, mine I actually just saw, mm-hmm. like, moments before we started recording, mm-hmm. and it was posted by Kristen Cavallari. Ah!
1: And I was hoping you were going to say that.
0: And it's her, like, all cozied up next to Stephen
1: Coletti, maybe? Is that his last
0: name? ...from Laguna Beach. All my Laguna Beach fans out there, you know Kristen and Stephen. Like, they were the it couple... The drama couple of Laguna Beach. Yeah. And obviously she recently announced her divorce with Jay Cutler. Yes. That's in progress. And this picture, like, maybe she's just trolling us, but everyone is freaking out, myself included. Like, I can't handle it.
1: Well, also At
0: the Laguna Beach reunion.
1: Right. Wouldn't it be incredible? Also, for anyone that is just a little like unsh like doesn't know Laguna Beach. Stephen Coletti played Chase Adams on One Tree Hill mm. he kind of came in he was like somebody's boyfriend I can't remember but people might know him from that too crazy cause so they dated back in the day right that's the thing
0: yes like in high school
1: Okay, wow and he's single I'm pretty sure I did see that recently I, I
0: know think. I was like trying to figure it out and I think he is too
1: um well that's incredible
0: totally how exciting! I know.
1: Okay. 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 I'm gonna do this. Just came in too. Um, Ashley Tisdale posted two pictures on so on her story, um, wishing the Sprouse twins a happy birthday. So I'll just read them to you. It's one of them and the Sweet Life of Zach on deck, like hugging or not. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody on set hugging, and she said they were always really cute boys. Although they used to annoy the shit out of me when they would poke me on set and say, period. Because they knew I was PMSing, but what are little brothers for? She tagged them, and then the second photo said, and then they turn into, in all caps, hot guys. <laughs> Even though you're getting older and now taller than me, never thought that would happen. You'll always be my little brothers. I love you both so much. Oh, it just warms my heart. My Disney
0: that's child. So cute. Heart. I know. I know. Okay, my next one was posted last night by Lady Gaga,
1: uh-huh.
0: and she, it's her like leaning up against Tony Bennett, and she says. Happy 94th birthday. It's Tony Bennett. You hold such a special place in my heart. Whenever I think of you, I always smile, just like Charlie Chaplin wrote. You're beautiful inside out, and the whole world loves you. I celebrate you today from home, but I wish we were cheek to cheek. He has a very famous song called Cheek to Cheek, and I stand Tony Bennett because he's a jazz icon, and I love jazz music. And um, he also collabed with Amy Winehouse, who's like one of my favorite uh-huh. musicians of all time. So uh-huh. that just made me smile so hard.
1: That's sweet. Yeah, they have a cool relationship.
0: From they what do.
1: I, from what I've seen and heard. I love that. Um, okay, my next one, Grace. I have fallen in love with Kendall with, with Kendall Jenner's home.
0: OMG. I,
1: I mean, didn't talk
0: about this. It was so not what I was expecting, but I love it.
1: No, like I've seen it on the show, like on keeping up, you know, just little clips here and there. This right. was next level. I was like, how have I never known I love this show so much? Like I found myself in the last week thinking about it so much. I've been like, one day when I can have my own house, I'm gonna literally pull up. Oh, sorry, actually yeah. mentioned. She was on the cover this last month's cover story for Architectural Digest, so you, we got to see all the pictures. There's a great YouTube video of her, like, walking you through the house. It's so beautiful. And so I thought, I'm going to literally pull up this spread and show it to someone one day and be like, I want this home. Like, I love all the beams. I love how it's, like, it's not, like, too overdone. But it's not too modern. It's a little woodsy. Like, it's so good. You guys have to go, like, oh, I know it's, it's hard. So, to so, like, like, real. Yeah. No, like, so natural human being. And yeah, I'm fully obsessed. I know it's Friends, hard to, her like...
0: sisters who are, like, all cement, minimal, yeah. like... Hers has, like, rugs and, like, mismatched chairs Homey. and, like...
1: Yeah. And I think she talked about in the article that, like, she travels so much and has gone so much, like, when she want, comes home, she just wants to be comfy. Like, she wants everything to feel warm and comfy and cozy. So I love her house.
0: It was so beautifully done. So I really good. enjoyed that, too.
1: So, so good.
0: Okay. My next one. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think this came up on my explore page. It was posted by All Deaf Music. And it's a little yachty with like two little kids. And they're asking him, Would you rather go to the club with so and so or so and so? And he starts explaining to the kids how he doesn't actually like the club. And he's trying to like paint a picture of what the club is actually like to these two little kids. It is so funny, and he's also on TikTok, and I have, like, fallen in love with his personality. He's hilarious.
1: Interesting.
0: Kate, have you heard that sound on TikTok that's like, not the bang, not the bang?
1: No, I don't know if I have.
0: Oh, my God. It's like, okay, so he, like, flat-ironed his hair to create, like, these, like, really, like, weird-looking bangs. And he's Uh like, not the bang.
1: (laughs) Oh! Okay, now when I hear that, I'll know. I love a good context of a TikTok.
0: Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's really funny, and I've just grown to really like him.
1: I love that for you. Thank you. Okay, my next one is very quick. Um, I saw somewhere, maybe Variety, someone posted that Timothy Chowmay is gearing up to play Bob Dylan in a new biopic.
0: Oh, I like that. So
1: I heard he's taking guitar lessons. It's like a whole thing. Um, Yeah, very exciting.
0: Wow. Imagine being an actor and like all the skills that you pick up. Like I think he had to learn like French or piano for Call Me By Your Name. Like think about the role. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And I love a biopic, so I'm here for it.
0: Me too. Okay, my next one was posted by Joe Burrow, and um, I'm like obsessed with him. Like it's a level under my obsession with Tyler Cameron, but oh. like, okay, just under
1: that's a good context. That's good. Yeah. to know.
0: and he po- he doesn't post that much, so whenever he does, like I'll probably mention it, and <laughs> I saved on Instagram. Uh
1: huh.
0: And it's just him um, sitting at a. <laughs> I don't know the team he plays for. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> at a uh, Cincinnati Bengals. He plays for the Cincinnati okay, Bengals. Okay, so he's sitting okay, okay. at like a Bengals yeah. table signing a paper and he says, I signed a paper today, which he already like got drafted by them, so this isn't news to anyone. I just like like seeing his face and I commented hot. And my ex boyfriend liked my comment.
1: <laughs> Incredible.
0: Yeah, you know the one.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. That's I thought funny. Oh, so, yeah. That's good. That is real. That's a good. That's a good one.
0: <laughs>
1: um okay, Grace, I'm mentioning this just for you, but Britney Spears' dad has spoken out on the Free Britney movement.
0: Yes, tell me about this because okay. I haven't read up on it yet.
1: Yeah. So he told Page 6. I'm not sure why he told page six, but he told page six. um, He basically spoke out on it, calling it a joke and a huge conspiracy theory. So he told page six, quote, it's up to the court of California to decide what is best for my daughter. It's no one else's business. That's just like part of what he said. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole Free Britney movement, I did a little research, actually started in 2009, a year after the conservatorship was put in place. Because I guess the fans thought she only needed to be on it for a little bit. Um, The online petition for Free Britney has garnered over more than 100,000 signatures. Um,
0: Wow.
1: Just a reminder that last September, her dad stepped down um, from his role of being in charge as the conservator for health reasons. And now someone on her team, Jody Montgomery, whoever that is, is in charge until later this month when they're ruling. Um, There's been several. We've been mentioning it the past few weeks. There's been little... Um, court uh, appearances here and there, uh, virtually, obviously, but they're going to be ruling on if the conservatorship should stay in place, who should be in charge, etc. Um, but really interesting. I did not know that she had a brother. She has an older brother, and recently he spoke out on a podcast saying um, that obviously that was a very scary time for their whole family, and that she's always wanted to get out and you know be on her own. But ultimately, he said the conservatorship is a great thing for his family. Now. All I got to say about his, the brother speaking out is that it seems oddly timely to me. Like, the, the Britney movement is hotter than ever. The mm-hmm. conservatorship is about to be rediscussed. And you just mean he's going to first time publicly speak on it and say it's a good thing?
0: Yeah. He doesn't it's do much. a little much, to
1: me. Right. He doesn't do much public appearances, so kind of weird. But um, that's the free Britney update. Interesting that her dad is speaking out.
0: Very interesting. Okay, my next one I sent to you, Mm -hmm. um, but it's Emma Chamberlain. It's, like, a mirror pic that she took. She Uh, said pee time, and she's wearing, like, a vintage, like, 80s sweater,
1: Uh and
0: her blonde looks so good.
1: Uh, I'm a big fan of the blonde hair. I
0: wasn't sure. This, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sure. It looks amazing, and she's never looked better, like, I mean, she always looks good, and she continues to level up.
1: Yeah, no. I was a big fan of the blonde hair. She had a weird, like, brown, blonde undertone thing going on. It looked very skunkish, not to be rude, but I think mm. she was, like, trying to figure out what to do with her hair, and then quarantine, him and she couldn't get her hair done, so there for a while it was looking a little iffy. I like the blonde.
0: I love it.
1: Um, My next one... This, I mean, this is just kind of a little news. So, on Friday, President Trump announced that he was shutting down um, slash banning TikTok in the United States. On Friday, he said it was going to be done as early as Saturday. It's currently Tuesday. We still have TikTok. TikTok released a statement saying that it was not going to shut down, which really, I was really glad to see. Um, They say that U.S. user data is stored only in the U.S. The big reasoning for getting rid of it is because it's owned by China. They think China is stealing our information. Um, and they've committed to hiring over 10,000 Americans, providing 10,000 jobs. Um, so very interesting. Now Trump says that he will give the Chinese platform 45 days to sell to Microsoft so that Microsoft can own it um, before he cuts it off. TikTok has a hundred million American users and there's lots of concerns over the Chinese the Chinese ownership. I, I, I don't want it to go away, but also I don't I'm tired of the back and forth like it's going away, it's not going away, it's you know I'm
0: like the panic
1: right like why like influencers on there are literally every time like posting all, i mean did you see addison's tiktok of her like it was like it was so funny it was like a green screen and it's like lsu it's like a building at lsu and she's like me knocking on the door of lsu tomorrow and it's like bang 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 because she dropped out of college at lsu to do tiktok she so
0: not even be the least no, working. no
1: she it was just funny so Fine. That's, yeah. that's just a little tiktok update
0: okay Mine, my next one you actually sent to me, and mm. Justin Bieber posted it, and it's like a video of Haley Bieber, and he says, "This is my view during date night." WTF! Oh. I'm so blessed. That and was a good one. He took the sound off, which I was really annoyed by because
1: she's like,
0: and I wanted to hear what she was talking about. Me but too. He took the sound off, but just like, do you ever stare at her face and think to yourself, like, it's so rude that someone looks like that?
1: He must. I mean, he must. Right. Because
0: her like she has the most perfect face like her skin her bone structure like everything is just yeah wow must be nice
1: it's incredible it's literally yeah. incredible my next one is that the hit television show that many of you probably love fixer upper with chip and joanna gaines oh is God. coming back for a new season the first time in three years They posted a two-minute video today, kind of a teaser, and Joanna posted it and said, are you ready to see your dot, dot, dot? Hinting at the iconic, are you ready to see your house? Um, And she said, how's it already been three years since our last fixture upper reveal? Head to the blog to learn more about this next season and follow along at Magnolia Network for updates. So back in the day, they took it off HGTV because they were getting their own network. So now they have their own television network of their own, and so it picture Harper is going to be on their own network so very exciting for them
0: cute okay i'm gonna end with this one okay uh this was posted by rosanna purcell i think she's like an influencer it's a mirror pick, uh-huh. and she's holding a sign that says married at 25 buy house at 28 have kids by 30 always wear size 8 age 29 almost 30 none of these apply Mm -hmm. And she had, like, a long caption about how growing up she always attached milestones to an age and how she defined her life and happiness to numbers. And as she approaches 30, she realizes how attached, how she attached success to these events, how society affected her idea of age. And um, Mm -hmm. it was just really moving because I feel like we all kind of are reaching... Not all of us, but some of us are reaching that point of like, oh my God, this is not where I thought I, like I have a birthday coming up and I'm like, this is not where I thought I'd be at 24. Right. But Hi. it was just a nice refreshing reminder. Yeah,
1: that's good inspiration, you know? Grace.
0: Yeah, that's why I wanted to end on that one because I was like, I feel like it's a good okay. note.
1: I love that. Per okay. usual, I have a few more. So I'll just (laughs) list them off. I just wanted to mention, full disclosure, I have not watched this yet because I do not have Disney Plus, but Beyonce released Black is King, her digital album on the streaming platform Disney Plus. It's basically a reimagined version of The Lion King, but like with music and people and again, a digital album um, or visual album. Actually, I think it's a visual album. I'm so sorry. Um, She dedicated it to her son, Sir. Um, It got a hundred percent score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is huge. Um, the costumes and visuals, the whole thing literally looks insane. I've watched a few clips and seen some photos. And she had over 72 different out- outfit changes. Like, incredible. Um, there's cameos by uh, Jay-Z, Blue Ivy, Tina Knowles, her mom, uh, Pharrell Williams, Kelly Rowland, Naomi Campbell, Lupita Nyong'o. So many good, so many, it, it just looks so good. And it says, quote, Um, someone said they were describing it and they said it celebrates blackness in many forms and puts everyone on equal playing fields. I love it.
0: Love.
1: Of course, Beyonce can do hardly any wrong. Um, my next thing that I want to mention is that Addison released a like day in the life video with Kourtney Kardashian and it was giving me everything that I wanted. I loved it. It's on YouTube. You guys should go look it up. Um, Courtney was, like, so just, like, vivacious and, like, bubbly and, like, really different from, like, her own Keeping Up. So, I really enjoyed that crossover. I'm fascinated with their relationship. Um, and then, last but not least, I'm a low-key Tiffany Haddish fan. And over the quarantine, it's been rumored that she's dating Common. He's a rapper. He's an actor, <laughs> etc. Very good-looking male. Um, and... He, like, I, I met him at live with Kelly and Ryan back in several years ago. And he's very nice. And I'm really happy that she's dating him. Her life has been super interesting. And um, so, yeah, they're dating. That's really all I have to say about Yay. that. Good for her. Um, okay, that's it.
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm, we and I hope you did. guys have a great week um, I'll keep you updated on my date marathon yeah. this weekend I can't
1: wait to hear Yeah,
0: and give us a like and a rating and a review and tell all your friends to listen
1: please we would love some people to join in
0: bye
1: see you next week